0: You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9 a.m., you can hear what the Bible says about past, current, and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here, and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Carmelina Vecchino, and today we have Daniel Mateo joining us. Welcome, Daniel.
1: Oh, hi, Carmelina. Nice to see you.
0: Yes, Nice to see you as well. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, So today we're going to be continuing your series, Facets of Faith. But before we get into it, um, what have you been up to lately?
1: Well, I had a great weekend, uh, Mm. Kami. As always, we had had church on the weekend. But Mm. also, um, a little while ago, a good friend of mine uh, forged me. He's got a forge. He's into uh, metalwork and so forth. And he, he forged me a little knife blade with a decorative tang. And uh, I I loved it so much. I thought, man, I really need to make a good handle for this. So I, I ordered some epoxy resin. And so over the weekend, I actually made a little handle for it and um yeah so it is so it was super cool it was really great it's the first time ever working with epoxy and coloring it and shaping it and sanding it down and everything and i'm just super pleased with it um now and it's a, it's a little bit rough because it's my first go but i was really happy with it yeah so yeah I'm, oh, that's what i'm excited about i know it's a silly thing but anyway I thought it's it was not awesome. silly
0: this is the coolest thing ever Um, I'm sorry you guys can't see this, but this is so cool. I'm I'm actually holding it. What a cool knife. Thank you for letting me see this. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, well, what, that sounds like a very eventful weekend. (laughs) Yeah, well,
1: I I wanted, um, because he worked so hard making the tang all decorative, I wanted it to be able to be visible. So put it in epoxy see-through, obviously, so it's got a see-through handle. Yeah, it looks cool.
0: That's so cool. What a great mate. Mm. Um, (laughs) so last week we've been talking about the memorial, um, Do you want to give us a quick recap on what that was about?
1: Yeah, I was just talking about the the different rituals that Jesus gave in order to remember what he did for us and remind us of um, of the fact that one day he's going to make all things right. We were particularly talking about communion and baptism and uh, the importance of those two things in the life of a believer. And, yeah, it was it was a nice time spe- speaking about those things together.
0: Absolutely. It was a very good episode. And if you missed it or would like to catch up on the past episodes of the series of Facets of Faith or anything from um, our Tassie Encounters, you can check that out at Faith FM, um, at the Faith FM app from the App Store and also the website, uh, faithfm.com.au. Be sure to check those out. So... What have you got for us this week, Daniel?
1: Well, um, you know in yourself that uh, there's been a television show on for a while called The Voice, uh, which is a musical show where where celebrities have their chairs turned around and they listen to people sing. And when they recognize that this is a beautiful voice, they will hit the button and turn around. Well, just like that, I believe that the Holy Spirit speaks to us uh, through the special spiritual gifts that He gives to his people, um mm. this invisible voice that we have that speaks to us and through us, and that's what we're going to talk about today, spiritual gifts, and particularly the the voice of prophecy, the spirit of prophecy, yeah, that's what we're going to speak about today.
0: Oh, exciting. And I do, as a lover of that TV show, I'm excited to get into what we're going to talk about today.
1: <laughs> awesome, would you like to pray for us?
0: Absolutely, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you. Um, that The sun's out here in cold Tassie, and um, we have a great day today to um, delve into your word, Lord, and look into the topic of the voice. I pray, Lord, that um, you be with Daniel and um, the message he has for us today, and also everyone out there who is listening to us this morning. Um, be with them and be with us as well. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, I remember when I was first starting to come to church in the beginning of my walk of faith. I will... No, sorry. Um, I, I brought up. I was brought up in the church. Just to be clear about that. Then mm-hmm. I'd left, and then I was just starting to come back to church. The beginning of my work, walk of faith, in the sense that it was the beginning of my recommitment to God, and really starting to take it seriously for myself. Mm. And uh, what I found is, the closer I got to God, the more people asked me to do things. And they were, <laughs> you just gave a little. Does that happen to you as well? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah. Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and well, I'm not quite sure what that was, but, you know, I just it was always things that were outside of my comfort zone too. You know, I'm somebody, for example, that's um, afraid of public speaking and for some reason, you know, I kept getting put up for leadership positions mm-hmm. and uh, asked to, to speak and to give talks and things like that. And uh, it was always difficult. But as I did it, every time I stepped out, even though I was afraid, and asked God to help me and did one of those things, I found that it was a, It was an absolute blessing and that actually people said, wow, I was really blessed by that and God really used you or he spoke through you in that area. Mm. And I was just amazed that, um, I don't know, despite me, despite my insufficiencies, that God is able to use me, you know, to to help people and to assist them in their spiritual growth. And that was something that I never quite understood very much. And uh, people kept talking to me about, man, I really heard God speak and... I wanted to know well why can't I hear God speak, mm. you know, and why can't I understand that? And one day I was uh, I was sitting under a tree, and I asked God, Lord, I want to hear Your voice. Help me mm. to hear Your voice, and help me to hear You speak the way that um, uh, the way that uh, other people do. And anyway, it wasn't long after that this lady. Uh, that was a friend of mine started talking to me about the, the, she was saying, you really need to go and study and become a pastor. Uh-huh. And as she was saying that to me, like, it was like there was, her eyes were like tractor beams on me. Like, <laughs> and her voice, even though it was her speaking, I recognized that God was speaking through her. Mm. And it was it was cutting right into my heart. And I made a decision to do that, you know. So that is, um, that I mean, God speaks through people. He speaks to people. He uses people to speak. And he's promised that his voice would speak through the gifts that he gives to his people. So, yeah, that's kind of getting into our subject today. I want us to have a look at Acts chapter 238 to start us out, because that really is um, the place where, I guess, there's a promise that something special is going to happen in the life of God's people in this area. Would you like to read that, please?
0: Absolutely. And we're reading from the New International Version. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit.
1: The gift of the Holy Spirit. You can see that there? Mm-hmm. So this is for everybody. It says, every single one of you repent, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then what happens? We receive the gift. Of the Holy Spirit. And uh, this is a really wonderful thing. Have you ever heard of uh, anyone saying, man, you know, that person is really gifted? You ever heard of that before? Yes,
0: I have. Yeah. Have, has anyone
1: said it about you before? Yes, they have. Oh, that's lovely. In what area?
0: Oh, <coughs> uh, sorry. <coughs> um, a lot of it's still music. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I've been wonderful involved musician. with a lot of music in my church. And I guess also um, leadership. I, I'm someone who uh, gravitates towards leadership positions and I don't know what it is about it, but, um, yeah, I've always found myself, um, wearing a lot of hats when it comes to being leaders, being a leader. And, um, uh, yeah, I feel like though at times I can take on a bit too much and I've Mm. definitely done that in the past, but yes, I have gotten that, oh, you got a lot of gifts and stuff like that. And, Um, I've never liked it, (laughs) really, because I've found I've always been having so many jobs. Um, But it is a blessing. It's always a blessing to be in those positions because you get to see God work through you and um, impact people you never thought you would. So, Mm. Mm. um, yeah, it's even though I never liked saying, oh, you're so gifted, um, it's all glory to God, really. It's not me. Someone's working through me. Well, I
1: I like the way you said that, and um, it is something that a lot of people struggle with. Mm. Uh, they, They struggle to talk about, for example, their strengths and weaknesses because they feel like it sounds like they've got tickets on themselves. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, people don't like talking about that. But when it comes to the idea of the New Testament, these gifts are actually gifts from God. It's mm. It's got nothing to do with uh, uh, any inherent goodness about ourselves. Yes. We recognize that these are things from God. As it says in James, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Mm. And so as a re- result, when we talk about them we're not talking about them in terms of self-aggrandizement and so mm. we shouldn't be ashamed to talk about our spiritual gifts yeah and um, we're talking about in glory i'll give you an example mm. um, a few years ago my in-laws gifted us a vehicle mm. which was an amazing gift you know they were finished with it they didn't need it anymore and they were getting a new one and instead of selling it they decided to give it to us and now, as a young family that was a wonderful
0: Absolutely. gift you
1: know it was beautiful now me telling you that story right now does that glorify me no. Who does that story glorify? It
0: glorifies your in-laws. It does. It gl- it
1: g- as the givers, yes. right? And so I want to recognize that, that gifts given by the Holy Spirit, um, talents, abilities, uh, aren't inherent. They're given to us from God. They really are from God. We're glorifying God when we acknowledge mm-hmm. those, you see? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny, though. Um, I, I 100% agree. Um, it, just, it is quite a funny situation when you have people complimenting you. For yeah. a gift that is not yours, like, um, you know, you just, you're just responding, mm. um, and that's the best way I can describe it. And, uh, it's it's funny because I never know what to say <laughs> well some
1: people say praise the Lord and that's yeah. okay And uh, but uh, what I've learned to say is thank you for encouraging me
0: that's a good one I you might know, use that next time you know, thank because you because it
1: is so encouraging when you're, when you're struggling and you're praying and you're hoping that, that God will help you to do something and you mm. don't think you can and he comes through and people want to acknowledge that it's yes. super encouraging and so I love it when people encourage me it's a good thing and yeah Absolutely. so I can say without saying oh thank you I'm so awesome mm. I'm saying you know thank you for encouraging me you know?
0: yeah because we're always told you know, not to boast and stuff and <laughs> trying not to get a big head. So it's, I love that. I love that. I'm going to remi- remember that. Thank you for encouraging me. That's a good one. Um, we have to go to a break soon, but before we do, we have a listener question for all of you. So have you ever sensed God speaking to you through another person? If so, please let us know. Text us in on 488 is, have you ever sensed God speaking to you through another person? We look forward to hearing from you. This here, um, this next song is Spirit of the Living God by Audrey Asad. Tassie Encounters on FaithFM, and we are speaking today with Daniel Mateo on the topic of the voice. Before the break, we did have a listener question. Have you ever sensed God speaking to you through another person? If so, share. Um, this is the number 80891. We would love to hear from you this morning. So Daniel, we've been talking about um, gifts that are given from the Holy Spirit are there any gifts that you can say that you've gotten from the Holy Spirit that you'd like to share?
1: Um, well, <laughs> uh, as as I said before the break, it sometimes mm. can be a little bit uncomfortable to talk about our yes. own gifts, can't it? But <laughs> yes, we absolutely. we need to get more comfortable with it as Christians, mm. because as I said, that you know these are from God, the gifts from God that glorifies Him, and it's okay to admit that we have them, and and we don't have to be ashamed of that. In fact. Mm. Uh, When Paul was talking about it, he he spoke to, uh, when he wrote to the Corinthians, he said, you know what, I don't even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church, Mm. but by God's grace, I am what I am. He Mm. he acknowledged that he had certain gifts. And so, look, in answer to your question, I I wouldn't be doing um, the job of a pastor if I didn't believe that God had given me gifts of uh, preaching, teaching, Mm. um, administration, um, caring, you yeah, know, and, and those sorts of things. So I believe that I do. I, I'm, I definitely am not as gifted as some people I know, but, uh, but at least those are the gifts that God's given me primarily. Yeah. Well, let's have a look at, uh, some lists of, um, of some of the gifts that are, that are listed in the Bible. In, in actual fact, I believe that there is a limitless, uh, we can't just have one list, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a limitless number of gifts. Whatever job God needs people to do, he can equip them to do it with a gift from his Holy Spirit. He can mm. help them to do what, whatever they need to do. Samson, for example, was given supernatural strength. Now, mm. that's a very unusual one, and uh, believers most of the time don't get that. But in his case, he got it. And uh, likewise, uh, there was a character... Uh, when God needed some people to um, to build a house of worship for Him mm. in the uh, in the Israel in the in the desert when the Israelites were there uh, under Moses, He equipped a man named Bezaleel. Would you like mm. to read uh, Exodus chapter thirty-five, verse thirty to thirty-one, please?
0: Absolutely. Then Moses said to the Israelites, "See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, <laughs> um." The son of Her. Don't you love these names? Oh, they're great. The son of Her of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills.
1: Yeah, that's right. And mm. uh, another version talks about him being able to be in, also having skill and ability and craft. Yes. And actually the, uh, the the chapter goes on to talk about all the different craft skill that he has. He, oh. he was able to hammer gold and he was able to work with wood and so forth. And then two of his mates as well got similar skills. And so we got wisdom, uh, knowledge. Mm. You know, these are two important li- gifts for God's people to have to, to understand. Well, they're two different things for for a start. Mm. Knowledge is just... Start knowing lots of stuff. And that's important yeah. to have, you know. It's important to have lots of information about God or whatever job God wants you to do, mm. you know. And uh, and for us as... Uh, Believers, we want to have lots of theology. We want to have our theology right, Mm. but that doesn't mean that we're equipped to make good decisions. And that's where wisdom comes in. I know a lot of very knowledgeable people that do very stupid things. You know, (laughs) and uh, and these are two very distinct gifts, and and the church needs both of them. And so, wisdom, knowledge, and and craftsmanship. You know, we have a lot of creatives in our church. Mm. Uh, that uh, do beautiful things, and sometimes they think it's just coming from them. But the Bible mm. says it's coming from the Holy Spirit that wants them to use those gifts to serve Him in wonderful ways. When I, uh, since I've been in youth ministry, it's been mm. wonderful to uh, use our creative skills. You know, I've got uh, a lady named uh, Janae up in uh, the north of the state that designs mm. things for me, like uh, logos and backdrops and things.
0: Oh that's awesome, and
1: uh, we had Emily at our twin camp recently that did a beautiful backdrop um d- set up our chapel all lovely mm. like a jungle, <laughs> you know, and uh you know all sorts of beautiful things that uh, that people can make to glorify him as part of the giftedness, yeah,
0: absolutely I feel like this um this verse is quite sobering for people who are like me myself um <laughs> I've always been someone who believed that skills and abilities come through practice and and learning, and I guess that's part of it but um innately really it comes from god like our ability to sit down and learn and practice isn't an innate thing really um a lot of us wants to do other stuff like human nature is quite lazy so i guess um you know every every skill we have is a blessing and um yeah it was really sobering for me to to read this verse today i was like oh wow
1: well we can definitely <laughs> develop by um, by by practice mm. and so forth but um but god has definitely called each person to have a different role you know and and absolutely. everybody's different and that's an important thing you know mm. and everyone's got different gifts would you like to read romans 12 verse 4 to 8 for me please
0: absolutely if it is teaching then teach if it is to encourage then give encouragement if it is giving then give generously if it is to lead do it diligently if it is to show mercy do it cheerfully huh.
1: so there's a few different gifts here isn't there and mm. paul's really saying look everyone's got different gifts and none of them are more important than the other yes there's no hierarchy of importance but what it, what an actual fact is that everyone has a different role and yes. we all need each other uh, in the sense that uh, that we can 't do things uh without one another we, you know we all we all need each other uh, mm. by the way, so some of the different gifts, for example, are generosity and yes. there's some people that are just outrageously generous god has <laughs> God has endowed them with you know means and they are happy to give it away in and, mm. and, and all sorts of charitable causes you know that we 've got leaders among us we 've got people that uh, that are you know merciful in the sense of showing you know charity and love and compassion to others people that are, man, I love encouragers, I have to mm. say. We, we This society is bereft of encouragers. And if you know someone is doing a good job, the natural human thing is to just go, oh, yeah, I just take that as being standard, yeah. you know? Someone's doing something really amazing or well, okay, that's just the way things are. They like doing it. They don't need mm. any encouragement. But for somebody to come up and say, "Man, you did a really good job. Mm. Thank you for what you do is really wonderful." Yes. You know. And so if we've got if we've got those gifts to notice those things and do it. By the way, can you see that one there, prophesying? Yes. We're going to talk about that a little more. Can we okay. read 1 Corinthians 12:7 to 11? There's some, another list of the gifts here.
0: Absolutely. Mm. Okay, first Corinthians chapter twelve, verses seven
1: to eleven. Now oh. each sorry. Um yeah, let's go uh s-
0: sorry.
1: Yeah, just just num just verse seven there's
0: fine. Just verse 7 yeah. Mm-hmm. Now to each one the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good.
1: Hmm, for the common good. Can you see that there? So it's mm. for the good of everybody. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um and then now all the way down to verse eleven. Thanks.
0: Absolutely. Mm. To one there is given th- To one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophesying, prophecy, sorry, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and to still another, the interpretation of tongues; all these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one, just as He determines.
1: Beautiful. So, the, in verse seven, it says that they're given; these different gifts are given for the common good. It's for the good of all of us. We all mm. need each other. In verse eleven said, "It's up to the Holy Spirit who gets what." So, it's no good actually us praying. Look, I really, really need. Well, we can ask. You know, I don't mm. think there's anything Absolutely. wrong with us asking. But uh, you know, it's no good us praying. You know, I want this gift, God. You have to give me this gift. It's mm. the Lord really is going to determine because He knows us. He knows what's best for us, and mm. uh, and He knows the best way for us to serve and what will give us fulfillment and happiness because He formed our heart. So He's Absolutely. He's in the best position to give us the spirit, the gift that's needed. But some of the ones that Paul mentions here in First Corinthians is mm. uh, w- wisdom. We mentioned that already. Knowledge. We talked about that. Uh, faith. Yeah. Some people have got supernatural faith. You know, I'm I'm amazed that uh, I've met some people that if God tells them to go and jump through a brick wall they'll run and jump and trust and God opens the hole opens the opens hole you know the hole, yeah you know, it's amazing and uh, and so some people have just got the ability to to just really believe and the Lord mm. honors that um, healing you know we've been honored many times for people to come and ask for prayer and yes. uh, we've prayed and uh, we've seen healings you know we, we always pray God's will be done. Mm. and uh, he doesn 't always uh, ask what oh, i'll give, give us the, the what we 've asked for because it 's mm. not always his will, but he always mm. gives us a miracle absolutely and um and of one form or another and uh, yeah all, all of those things prophecy came up again well mm. distinguishing yes, between spirits that's uh, that 's was... like being able to discern you know what 's right and wrong mm. sometimes that 's associated with wisdom we want to be able to figure out what 's really going on. You know, in, uh, in a particular situation, it's difficult to be able to figure out sometimes. Mm. Um, different types of tongues, this kind of intergenerational commu- or intercultural communication. Mm. You know, and I think that, not intergenerational, intercultural communication. Yes. Sometimes yes. there's different cultures between generations too. Yes, I was going to
0: say. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that matters with yeah. the different ones. It I does. Just, I've always loved this analogy of one body. Um, because, yeah, the body has so many different parts, and if one part goes down, you do notice the difference um, in the rest of the body and the different arms of health. So um, I really love that analogy. And Mm. um, moving forward, yeah, prophecy is one thing that I've... Always had to really work hard to understand. So, for someone to have a gift of that, I think you're one of those people, Daniel. Um, It's just amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 gift, the word prophecy actually means something different to what we sometimes think. Mm. Uh, In so, in in Greek, the verb prophetio can mean to to preach. Mm -hmm. It mean means. To proclaim God's word, mm. you know, to proclaim prophecy in the sense of, talk, you know, taking the prophecies in God's word and, and proclaiming them to people or preaching, what we would think about as being preaching. Mm. And then also there's this uh, sense of prophecy in being a mouthpiece for God. And that's, yes. the, that's, what, we'll, that's what we'll talk about a little more. Um, after the break.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Before we go to our break, we have our listener question. Just want to remind you um, Have you ever sensed God speaking to you through another person? Text us in on 0488 Also, there is a book offer coming up later in the program. It is called True Revival The Church's Greatest Need, and it's by Ellen G. White. But before that, this song is called The Sparrow Song by Alison Brooke.
1: Of these. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
0: You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM with Daniel Mateo on his series Facets of Faith. And we have been talking about the topic of the voice. Now, Daniel, before the break, we were talking about prophecy as a gift, and I've already forgotten what that word was, the Greek word for prophecy.
1: Prophetuo, it's prophecy a verb. Yeah. Sorry,
0: that's yeah. a verb. Well, there you go, it's a doing mm. word. Yes. Um, are you keen to elaborate on that for us, please?
1: Yeah, well, I was just talking about the fact that, uh, well, often when we think of the word prophecy in English, we mm. think about prediction of the future. Yes. You know, that's what we think of. Now, that is true in mm. in the Bible, absolutely. There's a bunch of prophecies revelation is the is the big one mm. that we talk about sometimes on faith fm but it also means um it also me- it can mean just to preach you know mm. or to proclaim uh in the sense of you know just preaching and proclaiming prophecy so to to proclaim the prophecies of the bible is also would also come under that mm. um but it has to do with Insight also into our present situation, not just the future, mm. but also insight into what's happened in the past. There's a, the, the majority of the prophets in the Bible aren't predicting the future. Mm. They're giving spiritual insight into a present situation for the believers at the time or helping them to understand things that have happened in the past in light of what God's doing. Mm. And so that is also important. Having that spiritual insight where the veil between the spiritual and the physical realm is torn down and the prophet acts as an intermediary between God and people where God mm. wants to communicate something to his people and he uses the prophet to do that and so we we see that in that numbers chapter 12 verse 6 okay mm.
0: yes and it says he said listen to my words when there is a prophet among you i the lord reveal myself to them in visions I speak to them in dreams.
1: Mm. So you can see there that God's supernaturally revealing himself uh, Mm. to these individuals. Now, what's interesting is that there's different ways that God spoke to them. And it didn't Mm. always have to be visions and dreams, although those are two ways that God did speak um, to prophets. Mm. Jeremiah heard a voice. you know for uh, Jeremiah heard a voice from God and mm. uh, you know that was that was his sort of the majority of his prophecy was he was writing down what God had spoken to him you know mm. so there's different ways that God can speak as well but the the point is that God's communicating a message to them and they are relaying that message to God's people mm. now this gift is it's pretty clear that as Paul was writing to the church this was something that was happening um in the early church. It was a fairly common thing. Mm. Um so I guess it naturally arises, does everybody that have this gift have the same authority from God as a Bible author? Mm. Well, can you read Acts chapter twenty one, verse nine for me, please?
0: Absolutely. It mm. says he had four unmarried daughters who prophesied.
1: Okay, so we're talking about an early church leader there and it mm. says in Acts twenty one, nine, he had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. Now yeah. what we don't have is anything written down by them. And there's a bunch of prophets in the scripture that, uh, that are mentioned but that never wrote anything down. For right. example, well, well, I was going to use the example of Nathan, but actually the Bible says that he did write a book, oh, but it was, it's was it been lost to history.
0: Oh, mm. okay. Yeah,
1: I think, I think it's in first... Uh, I'm just trying to remember where the mention is. But, uh, yeah, there's a mention that he wrote a book called The Book of Nathan the Seer, but, it, you know, it's we don't have a record of that. It's been lost. Oh, no. So God, for whatever reason didn 't see fit for that to be preserved, and mm. so it 's not incorporated into the canon of scripture ah. so the the Bible is something that is unique in the sense that God moved on the hearts of the biblical authors mm. in a way to communicate to us all that we need for faith and doctrine and, and the way that we need to uh, live our lives. Everything is necessary uh, everything that 's necessary is recorded in his Divine Word, mm. but from time to time he uses people outside of that in order to communicate the specific situations. And these daughters were um, were examples of that, including the other people that had the gifts of the Spirit in the early mm. church. So not everyone has the same authority as a Bible author, mm. um, you know. Or we shouldn't think of everyone that perhaps um, manifests a gift of prophecy as being equivalent to the Bible. It's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. so. Should we, I guess, experience the gift of prophecy in the church today? Should we expect to see believers have this gift? Well, mm. um, if you'd like to read to me uh, Joel chapter 2, verse 28 to 29, please.
0: Mm. Absolutely. And afterward, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Nice one.
1: And in the King James, it uh, renders, it says, in the, in the last days, I'm pretty sure, I will pour out my spirit on all mm. flesh is the way that uh, yeah, King James and New King James renders it afterwards. There's a sense that in these last days that there's supposed to be a manifestation of the Holy Spirit in a special way, and everyone is, begins to prophesy. Now, mm. I, I believe that there is one way that, uh, that this has been fulfilled you know it used to be that only um you know important people in the community got the ear of the community but now as it pertains to social media we've got 12 year olds who have thousands and thousands of followers and yes. if they're believers and they throw scripture out there well that would meet the definition of proclaiming prophecy yes. you know and the Holy Spirit is doing some miracles there, I believe. But Absolutely. It, it also seems to say that this gift is going to be seen in the last days, you know. And likewise, in Matthew twenty four twenty four, Jesus is talking about the signs of the end of the age. And, mm. he, and he tells us what to watch watch out for. And he says, do you want to read that for me, yeah, please?
0: Yeah. Um, for false, pro- sorry, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect
1: You got it. So one of the things that Jesus cautions us about in the last days when Mm. he talks about the signs of of the second coming is he said you have to watch out for false prophets. And actually the New Testament goes extensively into different ways to try and figure out who's a a real prophet prophet, and who's a false prophet, Mm. particularly in the last days. Now, that would be a completely pointless exercise if we weren't expecting that there would be real prophets in the last days because Mm. all Jesus would have to say was... Anyone claiming to be a prophet is wrong, right? <laughs> like, because that's exactly what he says about yeah, the false Christ.
0: Absolutely. He says, if
1: anyone says to you that, they're, if they're, you know, if they say I'm, they're me and they're in a house and, you know, you've got to go and look at it. Like, in Matthew 24, he makes it clear. Anyone claiming to be me, that isn't ending the world because that's what the second coming is, yes. is the end of the world. Um, he's, you know, you, you don't even have to go out there because it's, you know it's false. But he says he in particularly in First John and elsewhere, you know, we have to test the prophets to see if they're from God. Would you like mm. to read First uh, John four one, please?
0: Yeah, sure. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So
1: he doesn't say don't believe any prophets. He yes. says there's going to be some true ones and some false ones, and you have to figure out how to test them. Okay. So given that that's the that's the case, that assumes mm. that we expect the gift of prophecy uh, in the last days. Mm. So in which case, how do we how do we test? Let's look at Isaiah chapter eight, verse twenty.
0: Absolutely. So it's uh, uh, verse 20, my mm. bird. And it reads Consult God's instruction and the testimony of warning. If anyone does not speak according to his word, they have no light of dawn.
1: Mm. Mm. Yep. It's very Go. poetic. They no have you no light of dawn. I you love like that. that. Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the King James says to the, wor- law, uh, to the law and to the testimony: if they speak not according to this word, there is no light in them. But mm. uh, yeah, so there's different renderings there of the same verse. But yes. uh, yeah, consult God's instruction and the testimony, warning. It's talking about Scripture itself. It's mm. a reference to um, to Moses' writings and the prophetic writings there in the Old Testament. Isaiah saying, when you hear these, um, other, and he's, in the in context, he's talking about mediums and spiritists, what we understand as being false prophets. Yes. And he says, oh, you know, just talk, go to the Bible, mm. read it. If what they're saying doesn't agree with Scripture, um, then there's no... Even if they're really good people. Yeah. Even if they're doing good things and even if they're doing miracles and even if they can, you know they, you know, they seem to talk about love and peace. You have to see if whether or not what they teach and what they live aligns with God's Word. And that really is the final test. And, yes. I, I, you know, it's a wonderful thing to to have this because it means that we don't have to wonder. Yes. Some of us are so, you know, and I'm like this, I'm, I'm so naive and often uh, hoodwinked, you know. And, uh, you know, I remember one day a, a little pop up came up on my screen and said, Oh, we're your virus protection people. You have to click here and, oh, you know, there's viruses on your computer. You have to put in your credit card number so you can order an update. And, oh, you know, no. I got ripped off, you know. No. I, Daniel. I, I, paid, I paid $300 to hackers to install a virus on my computer. Oh, That's when, no. <laughs>
0: It makes me so sad for you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was just lucky I used (laughs) PayPal and didn't just put in my credit card details or else they would have ripped me off for more. But anyhow, I'm I'm so naive and so I'm so (laughs) thankful that God's given us a way to test people, you know.
0: Absolutely. And it's, um, it's a very good wake up call to remind us that we need to understand and know the Bible very well. And this book author could help you with that. So we have True Revival, The Church's Greatest Need by Ellen G. White. This is our book offer for today, and just to give you a bit of insight, it says, this volume collects Ellen G. White's most important writings on revival. She helps us distinguish between true and false revival and talks about how revival reveals itself in our Christian walk. Can you picture how revival will change your church? Imagine being filled to overflowing with heavenly love and power. Could it be you that will be the only... Could it be you to... Um, do something very special with the power of God, why not give him a chance? The code for that will be after the break, but right now this is Ever and Only by Brandon B.
2: Take my life and let it be consecrated Lord to Thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Let Take my feet and let Let me see.
0: The encounters on Faith FM, and we are finishing up our program with Daniel Mateo on the topic of The Voice. As promised, we have our code for our giveaway today for True Revival, The Church's Greatest Need, written by Ellen G. White. The code to claim your copy is FACET11. F A C E T and the number eleven, no spaces. Text that in to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to claim your copy today. That is facet eleven, F A C E T and the numbers eleven one one, no spaces. Text that in to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. So, Daniel, we've been talking about prophecy and spiritual gifts, and the book of it today I think is a really great um, link for this because it's a writing from Ellen G. White. Um, did you want to talk to us about that and why you chose this book?
1: Yeah, well, you know, for a start, I do believe that it's true that, that we need true revival, mm. and I'm talking about myself now as well. Uh, when when Christians talk about revival, we're talking about returning to the life that is anim- animated by the holy spirit that we see in the church in the book of acts you know i mean they had problems things like racism and stuff they they had in the in the mm. church in in acts as well you know but but what they also had was manifold powerful manifestation of the holy spirit powerful leadership and guidance by the holy spirit and just total passion and commitment to the risen Jesus, the Mm. the fact that they had seen this Jesus die and they'd seen him rise from the grave and they had the story to tell that death had been conquered. And they were just totally sold out to this. They were willing to give up everything that they had in order to proclaim this message to others because it made all the difference in the whole world. It meant that there was life available for free, Mm. eternal life and abundant life now and uh, and so it was worth everything and as a result the holy spirit honored their work and i think that we do need to return to that in our own hearts we so often we're, we're searching for value we're searching for purpose uh we sort of make our way through life not really sure why we're doing what we're doing mm. and uh and we just struggle to um i guess just have direction often and yet God has given us a mighty purpose and he's not just that, he's involved himself in that process through the Holy Spirit. In our church, the Seventh-day Adventist Church, we, you know, it's sort of, we're becoming a little bit more, what shall I say, formalized now as the years have rolled on. But uh, but we've always seen ourselves as a movement of the mm. Holy Spirit, that God is really using um, our love for the Bible, which we do love the Bible. Yes. With all the problems that we have, that is one strength that um, that we uh, that we do have. We love God's word. We love to study it. And we're willing to discover things uh, in there that we may not have understood before. Mm. And uh, and we were, we were guided and we were helped um, early in our, in our journey, in our establishment, I believe, by God using the gift of prophecy um, with a young lady who wrote this book, mm. Lauren White, and, uh, and she offered some, some pretty specific guidance to us. And as a result, we set up schools, we set up universities, we set up hospitals, we set up charitable organizations. And, uh, and it was all around uh, with this radio station, you yeah, know, I guess. all of it um, designed to to proclaim this message of the risen and soon coming Jesus. Mm. And, uh, and I just wish for myself and for all of us that, that we might have that revival of the Holy Spirit, you know. Mm. It, it really is. It really is true that that God wants all of us as part of His kingdom. Do you want to read John three sixteen for me, please? Would that Absolutely. Be okay?
0: mm. um, John three sixteen, the New International Version: For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life.
1: God so loves the whole world. Yes. You know, there's a whole world out there, uh, and. Understanding the, the message that death has been conquered gives us so much hope, mm. and as soon as we understand that, it changes everything it changes the whole direction, the whole outcome of our hearts and our lives and uh, and it, it, it makes all the difference in the whole world and i don 't know i, I, I it 's not a very good illustration, but I often think what would I do if I suddenly discovered that the bank was giving out free money
0: Ooh,
1: you know if I could if I happened to go past the local branch you know, Commonwealth or whatever, and they yeah. said, hey, guys, you know, free money. Just come and grab free cash. Well, first of all, I'd want to grab a fair bit for myself. Yes. But then I'd start ringing my friends and neighbors, you know, yeah. and be like, guys, come over here. I don't know what's wrong with these guys. <laughs> they, For some reason, they're giving it away for free. It's crazy. Yeah, All you have to do is rock up. And when we really understand the gospel. Mm. This ought to result in us wanting to share God's love and God doesn't well he is giving it away for free for sure yes, but he paid sure. the price that's mm. the that's the point. You know, he gave, loved the so loved the world he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have a, everlasting life. And it it gives us a desire when we understand this and we accept this free gift. It gives us a desire to want to share with others. And the Holy Spirit so wants people in his kingdom. He's willing to pour out his gifts upon us so that he can use us to do that. With all of our frailties and inability and all of our incompetence, he's able to use us to do that despite us and not because of us.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of the saying that... Um, the sharing the Gospel is like one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread or find food, I like love it. you know it's um... It's, and I love that analogy of giving out free money. It almost made me think, oh, it's like telling your friends where they're selling petrol for free because at the moment in Tasmania, it's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> like, but yeah. we do that, right? We text we it out. We no, let them hey, know. guys, it's,
1: it's under $2 over there. Go, yeah, go.
0: <laughs> go to this one. It's the best. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you're going to save. So it's like it really is showing um, what you're saying here, the importance of why we're doing this, you know? Mm. Like we're doing this because we want others to be saved. And mm. it's it's beautiful. Well, that's all I guess we have for today. Thank you so much, Daniel. Um,
1: well, yeah, no, it's great. And I um, just before I yeah, finish absolutely, up, if it's okay, go for it. Yeah, I, I, I just want to, uh, I just want to, I guess say to to any of us that are, that are sort of tuning in today mm. that just that look if there's something in you that that. If you see some hole in God's work that needs to be done somewhere, you know, yes. maybe if you sat down and thought, you know what, Christians should be doing this. You know, I was listening to a friend of mine recently and she heard some Christians, overheard some Christians in a cafe and she got angry and she said, oh, they're talking about rubbish in the Bible. They should be out helping people. Well, <laughs> you know what? That may just be the Holy Spirit prompting you.
0: Absolutely.
1: That may just be the Holy Spirit saying, I'm giving you this gift and I want you to make the world better in this way. And if you've got, if you see some hole in God's work somewhere that needs to be done, maybe he's calling you to do it. And if he's calling you to do it, then he's going to give you the gifts that you need to be able to do it. And he's going to help you to do it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Daniel. Um, Join us next week for Facets of Faith, which is the rule. And also join us tomorrow with David Maxwell on another segment of the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and this is Can You Hear? by Melissa Otto. Have a great day and be blessed. The long battle
3: is now behind No more need to be brave For though we walked through darkest night Now we walk into endless day of him sing See- Life is king and forever